the world's not going to end. Like the world is not going to end if I make a mistake. The world is not going to end if I have a bad, you know, experience with a client or like whatever, or, you know, I submit something and they don't like it, like it, whatever it's, we're all going to move on. And, and in a few weeks from now, it's going to feel like it wasn't a big deal. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning into episode 11 of the Learn With Lels podcast. In this episode, I talked to an old friend from McMaster University, Krista Kolajajczyk. Krista is a registered dietitian who was working for Nestle, but just last month, she quit her 9-to-5 job to pursue her business, Krista Co. Wellness Consulting, where she creates science-based health and wellness communication and helps other dietitians with their businesses. In our conversation, Krista and I talked about what it was like leaving the security of the corporate world to start something of her own. And also, since she's a dietitian, Krista also gave some advice as to how people can stay healthy while in quarantine. So again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. If you want to check out Krista's work, you can check her out at RD Entrepreneur on Instagram, or listen to her podcast, The Dietitian Project Podcast. Thank you so much for being on my podcast. Of course. It's so nice to hear from you. Yeah, how's life going? Oh, it's it's been good. Um yeah, no, it's been like a little bit crazy, but it's been uh it's been good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I like um I oh, I feel like we have so much to catch up on, but um <laughs> I I like obviously you saw from my Instagram that I went into my own business full-time a few weeks ago mm-hmm. just like right as COVID was starting <laughs> but it's actually been okay like it hasn't been it hasn't been too bad so mm-hmm. um so I feel like I've been lucky yeah how about you what are you doing um so I'm kind of just like trying to figure out life right now yeah 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 my contract at my last job ended like a, a couple months ago and and what I, were you doing there um I was working in communications at uh oh, cool. okay Oh, but yeah, that was like coming to an end. I was like, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. So I was like, I'm just going to like take a little bit of time off. Um, yeah. To just like figure some things out. And so, so yeah, then I started applying for jobs, but now it's like, no one's really doing much hiring right now. Cause it's like, so yeah, so, yeah, yeah that's so, so job. true. Yeah, no, that's good though. I mean, I know I kind of was at the same, like I was, um, I was working full time before, but mm-hmm. had kind of reached a point a little while ago, actually, where I was like, I feel like I just, this is not what I want to be doing anymore. And it was just not, I was, I came to that point too. I was just like, this is just not what the lifestyle that I want to be living or like the work that I want to be doing. And so decided yeah. to make the change, but yeah, it's hard, but it's good though. Yeah. It's good to do those, to actually like make those transitions. And Yeah. And it's good to like yeah. think about, cause I feel like a lot of people like don't really think about it. And then like, I know get older and are like, shoot, like what have I been doing with my Yeah. Life? It's so, so true. Yeah. And so are you, um, where are you living now? Um, I'm living in Curtis. So. Oh, you are. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Where That's are fun. you at? I'm actually in, um, we're actually moving to Burlington. Um, yeah, my, uh, my fiance and I are actually moving to Burlington in a couple weeks. We were in, uh, we live in Mississauga right now. Mm-hmm. So I was in Toronto for a little while and then, um, moved to Mississauga because, um, yeah, he, uh, he's an engineer and he works in, um, 
Oakville. And so we tried to, and I was working in North York before. And so we had to like try and find somewhere that was like sort of halfway. And so we lived here for a bit, but now that I'm not, um, now that I'm wor- not working in, in North York anymore and like a little bit more flex- flexible, we're, yeah, we're moving to Burlington in a couple of weeks, which oh, excited that's about. exciting. Yeah. Well, you're engaged. Yeah. Yeah. I got engaged in February, which is uh, kind of crazy, but um, yeah, it's been yeah. exciting. But uh, is not impacting like your plans or anything. No, no, we, um, no, which is good. Uh, yeah, we're going to get married next year, Mm -hmm. um, which is nice. I mean, assuming everything's good by then, but, uh, yeah, it's been kind of weird because we've been like feeling pressure to have to actually start booking stuff because all the weddings from this year are being pushed to next year. And so there's like suddenly not going to be anything available for (laughs) next year, which is so weird. So it feels like really far in advance, but we've kind of had to start figuring things out, which is like kind of crazy, but there's going to be like a million weddings in 2021. I know. I know. It's so true. It's so true. So yeah, that's been good. Very exciting though. Um, But yeah, so for our listeners, can you tell us um, who you are and what you do? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So yeah, so I am, my name is Krista. I'm a dietitian. Um, So I actually went to school for nutrition and dietetics. I did my undergrad in nutrition and dietetics, and then I did a master's program in public health uh, to become a registered dietitian. And um, with that, I worked um, in sort of patient care for a little while. So I actually worked as a retail dietitian for Loblaws for a little bit, um, where I actually saw patients like one-on-one and I helped people with meal planning and, and, um, and like coming up with recipes for their families and did some like cooking classes and that sort of thing there. And then after that, I ended up um, transitioning to doing, uh, working in food industry for a little while. And so I worked for Nestle um, as in both product development. And then I did some work as um, employee doing all of our, our employee wellness activities. So that would be like lunch and learns, like nutrition related lunch and learns for employees um, and all sorts of things. And then since then, I while I was there, as I kind of mentioned before, um, I, you know, I I sort of was feeling a little bit like I needed to do something different, and like I've always wanted to pursue entrepreneurship. That's always been something that's been of, uh, that's been interesting for me, and so I started to kind of think about what are some of the ways that I can. Um, explore that on the side. Um, And so, yeah. And so while I was working full time, I sort of built up this side hustle where I was doing nutrition, writing and consulting work. So um, writing nutrition related articles for like websites or companies or brands or whatever. Um, And I was building that up. And then it got to a point where I uh, quit my full time job at the beginning of March, literally right before COVID. (laughs) So I've been doing that full time. And then um, with that, I I also have another side to my business where I do education to dietitians and dietetic students around building your business or, um, you know, having, uh, figuring out those skills that um, we need to kind of succeed outside of just a conventional clinical job. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. so cool. How long yeah. were you working on like your side hustle before you broke off. So yeah. So since November, so I guess that was about four months. Um, so 
which actually wasn't it looking back on it. I feel like that's not, uh, that's not too long. Um, so I was lucky that I was able to build it up to a point where I felt more comfortable quitting my job. Um, you know, I wasn't at a point when I quit, I wasn't at a point where I was making the same amount of money as I am, um, as I was in my full-time job, but I, you know, I was seeing that things were growing every month. And so that was promising for me. Um, but yeah, so I was working on it for about four months. Um, but it also got to a point where that became really challenging because I felt like all I was doing was working. I was like doing my nine to five and then I was commuting for an hour and some, you know, one way. And so I was driving for two and a half hours every day, come home and then I'd start working again and then I'd be working on the weekend. So it was just not a sustainable lifestyle. So yeah, True. it needed to happen. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. So did you, you, you said before that you always wanted to do entrepreneurship? Yeah, I have kind of always felt drawn towards that side of things. Um, I was working, uh, or sorry, my I come from a family of entrepreneurs. Both my parents uh, are, and my brother is too. And so I feel like it's always been something that was kind of um, like accepted as being, you know, a possibility for me. Um, and, and yeah, I've, I've just kind of always felt like doing my own thing would be where I eventually ended up. Um, and I didn't really start to think about it super seriously uh, up until sort of the last year. And I, I think I just, you know, an idea was planted and then it was like, oh, you know, that would be cool. And then you kind of start to think about it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. And then it sort of takes over and you're like, okay, what can I do to actually make this happen? And so, um, so yeah, that's, that's the point that I got to when I decided to start my side hustle. Yeah, that's so cool. And did you always know that it was going to be in like food related and like being a dietitian and entrepreneurship surrounding that? Um, sort of. Like I, so I am, I am a dietitian and I've done a lot of schooling and a lot of education in that area, but I've also realized that I'm really, really passionate about business mm -hmm. and I love kind of bringing the two together. And so now the work that I'm doing is sort of more business related. So I've kind of figured out a way to meld the two. Um, and yeah. And so, so it, it is nutrition, but it's also not really. And so I think that that's, that's an interesting thing. And an important thing is that like, you know, just because you went to school for something doesn't mean you need to, um, ultimately pursue that it's, it's, you can figure out if that's really something that interests you, you can figure out how to kind of meld the two things together. Yeah, for sure. And you also like, don't really know, um, if something's going to be for you until you actually start doing it, like, Oh, totally. Are very different. Oh, for sure. When I first started as a dietitian, I was like, oh my gosh, what have I got myself into? I was like, why did I do this? Because I didn't like the work that I was doing right off the bat. And it was just like, it didn't feel right for me. And so I've over time figured out how to, you know, get to a point where, um, where it feels right. And it feels like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But yeah, you totally don't know. You do not know. It's, it's hard. <laughs> And did you originally, because we met at Mac, right? And were you, yeah. were you in this program at Mac? Like, no, actually, no. So when I was at Mac, I actually was doing communications. Mm -hmm. um, and then I uh, transferred to Western. That's when I transferred to Western and I ended up uh, doing dietetics at Western. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But now you're kind of like doing communications, right? So Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how that kind of came back around. Exactly. Now I'm kind of doing communications and nutrition work. Totally. 
Yeah, so it's like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so tell me more about your business and, and everything that you're doing now. Sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned, I have the freelance side or the consulting side to my business where I do um, mostly a lot of writing. So what happens is that companies or brands will hire me to write nutrition related content. Um, so, you know, stuff that they need somebody who has a nutrition background to be able to write um, like good evidence-based content. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that as one side of it. And then I also do some recipe development work for different clients too, which is really fun. Um, And then, so that's one side of it. And then the other side is um, sort of that education piece around helping dietitians and students um, build up their businesses or or develop businesses and kind of figure out the skills that they need to succeed in whatever career it is that they want to do. Um, And so with that, I have a podcast too. Actually, it's called The Dietitian Project. And it's um, about Uh, I just explore some of those topics every week and then interview dietitians who are doing really different and um, unconventional things uh, to try and sort of broaden the spectrum of jobs where dietitians can work and help to expose students to all of the opportunities that are available. And so there's that side of it too, which I'm really enjoying. And I'm kind of hoping to get more into like the coaching and mentorship area for dietitians. And so that's where I'm, that's where I see the future of that business. Mm-hmm. Cool. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, what did your fiance think of everything? Like when you were planning to leave the corporate world to pursue? All yeah. Yeah. No, he's always been, he's been super supportive, which is lucky because I think, um, a lot of, I think that would be the hardest thing, honestly, is if you wanted to make a big change in your life and you didn't have a supportive partner who was willing to kind of go through that with you. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're lucky too that, you know, he, he loves the, you know, the routine of having a nine to five job. And that's, you know, what, that's what makes him happy. And I think that's really great that we can kind of have that one person who's like, has the stability of the nine to five when, you know, the other person is kind of trying to like figure things out. Um, So yeah, I've been lucky. He's been super supportive and like my family's really supportive too. So um, I I think it would have been way harder and it would be a way harder shift to make if you didn't have that level of support because it's hard. You don't know the future. It's very uncertain. Um, You know, you're stepping into something that you don't know if it's going to work or not and you don't know if it's going to be successful or not. And that can be really stressful, um, like in terms of your lifestyle and in terms of finances and everything. Um, so, I mean, I think that's another reason why it's good if this is something that, you know, if having a side hustle is something that you want to do is to try and sort of start to build it up on the side to see, is it actually something that has promise and, and might actually work? Uh, versus just, you know, giving it all up and going full on into something that you just don't know. Yeah, true. It's smart to like have your regular job and then work on something on the side before. Yeah, because it's stressful. Being an entrepreneur is stressful enough uh, enough um, as it as it is. And you just don't want to have to be also worrying about like, oh my gosh, am I going to be able to, am I even going to make any money this month? Like that's not the mindset you want to have going into it. So yeah, for sure. What was it like when you told your work that you were putting in your two weeks? Oh God, yeah, that was stressful. <laughs> it was so weird. It was such a weird feeling. And honestly, I, 
I didn't even know because it, it, it feels very strange when you're at that point because you kind of have to just pick an arbitrary date where you're like, okay, today's going to be the day, right? Because you don't really have to do it that day, but you know, what other day is going to be better? Like it's just yeah. when you're not transitioning to like another job that has a certain start date, you just kind of have to pick, you know, a day. And so honestly, like I didn't even, I didn't even know going into that day. I was like, I think I'm going to do it today, but like, I'm also really scared. So I don't really know if I'm going to. So I was just like all over the map. And then I ended up like, I had a, I had had a meeting scheduled already with my boss at the end of the day. And so I was like, no, like today's the day I need to just do it. It's, it's scary for sure. It's a weird feeling. Um, and I was so nervous and so scared to do that. But, um, I think I was also really lucky because I feel like my, my colleagues really, um, they understood and they were like, they were very supportive. I think I was, you know, surprised at how supportive people were. And I feel like it's because, you know, people want to see you doing what you're passionate about. And I think people like to see people that are doing things that are a little bit scary and kind of take a, and take the courage, you know? Um, so yeah, so it was actually, it was a way better response than I, than I had thought it might be. So it's, it was good. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah. good to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Did any of your colleagues like think of doing something like this for themselves or were they all happy in their nine to five life at your old I don't know. I'm not too sure. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. Nobody really had said anything. Um, but I think like the thing is, is that it's just up to you to figure out what makes you the happiest. And there's a lot of people that love that kind of work. And that's amazing if that's you and no, no way is better than the other way. Right. Like if you're, if you really enjoy having that routine and having that, um, you know, that consistency, uh, then that's fantastic. And I think a lot of people do, which is really, really great. And so I don't know. Yeah. Nobody really said anything, but, um, but I don't know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the key is like figuring out what works best for you because I feel like nowadays, like people really glamorize entrepreneurship and like mm-hmm. think that it's like the most amazing thing, which it can yeah. be if it is for you, but like yeah. a lot of people like having a nine to five job is the right thing. So Oh yeah, for sure. And I, I totally agree with that. I think that, um, yeah, too often you see the like shiny glittery side of, of entrepreneurship and not the hard things. Like I've only been doing this for a month and I have had some high highs and some low lows. Um, just, it just, you, you learn so much, you grow so much, but you also go through so many struggles and it's not always easy. I wouldn't give it up though. I mean, it's, it's, I love what I'm doing and I, it's exciting every day and it's really cool to be able to just work on stuff that really I love, like to just be able to, um, go into the day and be like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And I love to do it. That's super important and super special. And I do think after a while, like things get easier and things will get easier. It's just for the first little while. It's, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are some of those high highs and low lows that you were talking about? Oh yeah. Like, um, I feel like high highs being, um, you know, when you, like when you have a, when you have success. So like when you have, when you get a good client, for instance, like a good paying client, um, for a project that is really exciting or, uh, you're excited to work on and you know that it's going to pay you well, um, or, you know, delivering on 
a project and, you know, the client being really happy with it. Or, you know, for me, it's like if I, if I write a blog post for my dietitian community and they love it and they read it a lot, like those sorts of things are really, they, they help to motivate you and realize that what you're doing is great and what you're doing is important. Um, and then, but then on the other side, you have the, um, the low lows, which is like dealing with difficult clients, for instance, that's really hard. Or like what happens if somebody doesn't pay you? Like those are all sorts of things that are like, you know, you just, you don't know how to handle those things. Or, um, you know, even just knowing like what to, how much to charge for something that can be super overwhelming or, um, uh, there's just so many things. I think the biggest thing is dealing with difficult clients or dealing with, um, you know, getting, getting into those situations that are, that are hard to know how to handle and, and knowing that you're just sort of on your own with it. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. How have you been navigating all of that? Oh gosh. I feel like it's just been like getting through it and, and recognizing that like, I think it's having the mindset of like, I'm going to make mistakes and like, it's never going to be perfect. But then the next time that I do it, it's going to be a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. Right. Like it's just, it's every time that you make those mistakes, you learn so much from it. And so I think it's been having to just keep telling myself that and remember that, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be perfect, but eventually I'll get to a place where I feel a lot more comfortable with it. And also just realizing like the world's not going to end. Like the world is not going to end. If I make a mistake, the world is not going to end if I have a bad, um, you know, experience with a client or like whatever, or, you know, I submit something and they don't like it, like whatever it's, we're all going to move on. And, and in a few weeks from now, it's going to feel like it wasn't a big deal. And so I think a lot of times in the moment you're like, you start freaking out and it's like, Oh my God, what is this? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And you start having that panic moment. And I feel like for me, it's been learning how to like take, take a step back, recognize that, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be okay. I'm going to figure it out. And then just moving, moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's good advice. Um, so you kind of said this before, but what are some of your hopes for Christical wellness consulting? Um, yeah, I think I have a lot of hopes for, um, I think there's a certain, there's certain clients that I really want to do some writing for. So, uh, like I really want to, I don't know if you know the website Healthline. Um, it's like a website that if you Google anything like health related or nutrition related, it's kind of like a web MD, but it's a little bit more, they do a lot of articles that are like more in depth. I really want to do writing for them, but it's not always easy to get jobs with them. So that's one thing, but I'm going to put that out in the universe as something that I want to do. <laughs> um, and then on the other hand, I really, as I mentioned before, really want to get more into like the coaching and mentorship. Uh, for students or for dietitians, um, in terms of, and I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that looks like, whether it's, you know, helping them build their businesses or just helping with some of those skills that I feel like are, you know, having a degree in, in a health field, don't give you some of those business skills or some of those, um, entrepreneurial skills. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what that looks like, but that's really an area that I, I want to get into. Um, and then I love doing the podcast thing too. Uh, I had mentioned to you before that I have, um, I have that podcast and I love doing that. That's really fun. And so, um, you know, growing that a little bit too, for sure. Yeah. Cool. Very exciting. Um, what kind of guests have you had so far on your podcast? 
Um, so I've done four episodes. Um, the first two I just did myself. And then, um, the third one I had uh, a friend who is a freelance dietitian. She lives in the States now, but she was working in the UK for a little while for, um, do you know, like Buzzfeed for Buzzfeed tasty, you know, those tasty. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So did an interview with her on what that experience was like and what it's like to do freelance work. Um, and then I recently did one with another dietitian who started her own private practice. So kind of going through the steps of actually starting a private practice. Um, I'm filming one actually this afternoon with a good friend of mine, uh, who has a, like an interest and has done courses and kind of extended learning in cannabis. And so we're talking a little bit like about cannabis and health. Um, yeah, so it's been fun. I've loved that part of it. Just interviewing people and getting to know them and just kind of talking about those things that you just want to talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. but it gives you an excuse to, to do it. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's like exactly how I feel. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How was it like, um, doing the episodes by yourself? Um, yeah, I actually, I like that. Um, I do find, so one thing that I do is like, I actually write out kind of like a script beforehand. Um, (laughs) not, and I don't follow it word for word, but I find you have to have that, um, sort of general flow, especially when you're by yourself. Cause then you can kind of get uh, it's too easy to like go off on a random tangent and be like, Oh God, how did I get here? Or just get rambly. Um, so that was one thing, uh, that I found. And then the other thing too, that I've found listening back to them, um, is just when you're by yourself, you tend to do things like say, um, a lot, or there's certain words that I end up saying a lot. And I'm like, Oh God, that's so annoying, <laughs> but it's good. Cause you listen back to it and you're like, okay, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah. So I don't know. Doing it by yourself is weird, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like you would hear that more like in yourself, like other people True. Would that and be like, Oh, I don't notice anything. Yeah. That's actually, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, what's your podcast called? called the dietitian project project okay i'm gonna look it up yeah yeah for sure it's on apple podcast and spotify okay cool um so i have a question like dietitian related question sure health and wellness related question um so since like it's like such a crazy time right now i feel like people are probably kind of going nuts when it comes to like health and food and i feel like i've seen so many things on like instagram of people just talking about like how much they're eating out of boredom yeah Yeah. um and like people can't go to the gym right now and really do much exercising um so what advice would you have for people as far as like health and nutrition for this hectic yeah that's no it's such a good question and I agree with you there's so much information out there um on like what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing Mm -hmm. um my philosophy is that I think the biggest thing is listen to how you feel right now. Listen to how your body feels um, and and go based on that. So I am not a proponent of focusing on like calories or focusing on, you know, you needing to work out every single day. I feel that, I'm sorry, my dog's behind me and he's turning <laughs> around some papers. Um I, I feel like you need to focus on the things that make you feel good because there's so many challenges that we're going through right now. And, and, you know, the world is stressful and scary and making yourself feel bad by, you know, eating foods that don't make you feel good or that, you know, 
make you feel sick or not exercising, even though you know that it helps with your mental health, um, you know, doing all of those things doesn't make you feel better. Focus on the things that make you feel better. Um, and then if that is, you know, exercising, if that is going out for a walk, if that is going out for a run, then do it. Like you have to commit to doing it and don't, don't let yourself, um, sort of fall into the like, oh, but it's, you know, it's quarantine. So therefore I don't have to do any of these things. No, like do the things, help yourself out and do the things that are actually going to make you feel better. Uh, when it comes to like some of those practical strategies for like boredom eating, um, that is so common, of course. Uh, the biggest thing is, um, again, like listen to your hunger cues. So figure out, am I eating because I'm actually hungry or am I purely eating because I'm bored? And if I'm eating because I'm bored, um, is there something else I could do uh, to sort of, you know, not not turn to the fridge right away? Like, is there, you know, can I go for a walk instead? Can I, um, you know, read a book? Can I whatever? Um, because I know that is super, super common. But mm -hmm. on the other hand too, like, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, I think that, yeah, like it's, it is a hard time for everyone and, you know, making yourself feel bad about maybe indulging more often or not exercising is not helping anyone, but really do your best to try and do the things that are actually going to make you feel better and not make you feel worse. Because I think it's, it can be a bit of a spiral, right? Like where you don't exercise, you're eating poorly and then you feel bad about it. And so you keep doing it, you keep doing it, keep doing it. And then you all of a sudden are find yourself in a place where you feel depressed and sad. And it's like, Oh God, how do I get out of this? So it's recognizing, uh, you know, what are those feel good activities or those feel good things that you do in your life to take care of yourself and doing more of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good answer. I feel like um, I was reading something that said like people who have um, eating disorders or who have had eating disorders like this time right now is just like so terrible. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, for sure. Yeah, totally. Like so hard um, because I think, you know, it's hard for anyone who is, um, you know, coming out of their routine, but especially for somebody who either has an eating disorder or is recovering from an eating disorder, because, you know, of course your routine is completely thrown out of whack. Um, and then all of a sudden, maybe you're doing behaviors that, you know, make you feel uh, like your symptoms are worse. And so I, I agree. And I think stress and anxiety just exacerbates everything and makes everything worse. So, um, no, I, I totally agree. And, and that is so, so challenging. Um, and if that, if that is you, you know, and if somebody is struggling with that, it's like, um, there still are a lot of supports out there for you. Like a lot of dietitians are doing online, um, counseling or, or, psychologists or therapists are doing online mental health counseling because things like eating disorders are so multifaceted. Um, you know, the, those supports are still there. Um, so it's important to remember. Yeah, for sure. Thank God for like Zoom and all that. Oh, so true. Yeah. Now, because yeah, like I have a therapist and like I've been just talking to her via like Zoom and yeah. FaceTime, which has been yeah. So <laughs> yeah, which is amazing. Exactly. That's the thing too, right? Especially because, especially at times like this, when the world is very just like anxious and everything feels scary, it's like you need to have somebody you can talk to about that stuff. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. thank God, like, yeah, thank God for technology. Because if this was happening like 10, 15 years ago, oh my gosh. I, think I know. Oh, for sure. It's so true. Yeah, definitely.
Okay, so I just have a couple more questions. Sure. Uh, but before I ask those, do you have anything that you wanted to add or um, anything about your business or where people can find you online? Um, I think I kind of mentioned most things, but if you are interested in following along, my Instagram is at RD Entrepreneur. So that stands for Registered Dietitian Entrepreneur. Um, and then, yeah, my podcast is The Dietitian Project. And then I have my website's kristaco.com and I have a bunch of resources on there for dietitians or people who um, are in a nutrition field. I have to check those out. Um, Okay, so the last two questions, I've been asking everybody this. um, They're having to do with learning because the podcast is called Learn With Wells. Yeah. Um, And I just feel like everyone should just keep learning throughout their lives. Um, So the first question is, what is something that you've been learning lately? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I couldn't agree more. I feel like lifelong learning is essential. Um, I'm actually, I'm going back to school in May part-time to do my MBA too. Um, Yeah, which I'm really excited about. I love that kind of, I agree with you. Like I'm all about, um, I'm all about learning. Uh, So there's that. And then honestly, like I am such a podcast junkie. Like I have learned so much from podcasts <laughs> and podcasts are completely free. Like I've learned so much about just business and running your own business by listening to podcasts. Um, so those are some things I've been learning, uh, specifically I'm trying to think, Oh, I've, I'm doing a webinar next week. And so I've been learning about how to do a webinar <laughs> and just like all of the, um, technology things that go with doing a webinar. Um, I think that's like, honestly, the most stressful part is like making sure the technology actually works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's, but that's what I've been learning about. Mm-hmm. Lately. Cool. Yeah. 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 I agree about podcasts. Like I'm obsessed with podcasts right now. And yeah, it's like always listening to something and it's so great. Cause like if you're driving or like commuting or whatever, like you could just be learning at the same time. which is so nice. Oh, totally. I know every time I get in the car now, I don't even listen to music. I only yeah. listen to podcasts <laughs> or audiobooks. And then I also, same with if I go outside and go for a walk, when I take my dog for a walk, like all I do is listen to podcasts. Yeah. What kind of podcasts do you listen to? Uh, like mostly business related, actually. I have a few that I really like. Um, there's uh oh one that I love is called How I Built This. Um and the host interviews people who have started like some of the biggest businesses or some of the biggest companies like Airbnb or like um Uber um or uh all sorts of different things. I just love hearing those stories. It's always really interesting because they go get into like all of the struggles that they faced and just like all of that crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um so there's that. I also listen to, um, I don't know if you've heard of Rachel Hollis, but I oh, listen I love to her. Rachel. Yeah, I love her. I listen to her podcast a lot. Um, and Jenna Kutcher too, just yeah. kind of along the same lines. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, yeah, all those sorts of, I love the like female entrepreneur ones mm-hmm. and female empowerment and that sort of thing. That's my, yeah, that's my jam. Definitely. Yeah, those two are, are some of my favorites. Yeah. yeah. I'm obsessed with Rachel Hollis. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So last question is what is sure. the biggest lesson you've learned in life so far? Oh, <laughs> that's such a good question. Um, <laughs> honestly, I feel like it's that, um, it's, and it's something I'm honestly still figuring out and I'm still trying to learn is, um, 
Well, there's, there's sort of two things. I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. The one is, um, not being afraid of failing. So, uh, you know, recognizing that you're not going to be perfect at everything and having that be okay. I think that's one of the hardest things that I deal with is like being okay with not being good at everything and making mistakes. That's something that's really hard for me, but, um, I've kind of been figuring out and I feel like entrepreneurship forces you to figure that out really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that part. And then also I feel like being vulnerable too, and like being okay with sharing your struggles and sharing, um, you know, hard things that you've gone through and sharing your story. Uh, that's been something that I feel like people really connect with and that, um, I think more people need to do. Um, I feel like a lot of people like to put on a bit of a front when it comes to just life and like how they're doing and how things are going. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I do the same thing. It's a lot easier to do that. And, um, but I, I just feel like there's so much power in just breaking down a little bit and being vulnerable and, and, you know, sharing that stuff with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. I feel like those are definitely things that I can relate to for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good ones. Okay, cool. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. This is oh, of course. Yeah, it's been super nice to chat with you. I'm so glad we got a chance to catch up. Yeah, for sure. Me too. 